are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day you're listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we got Jake Mastriani of Locked On Brewers on the pod today. We're going to be previewing the series, talk a little Christian Yelich, talk about the rotation a little bit. So it's a jam-packed pod they are not going to want to miss out on. But first, this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this weekend as I'll go live after the D-backs win. Locker Room changing the way we talk sports. Now, let's jump right into the pod. All right, we got another crossover locked on D-backs times locked on Brewers. Jake Mastriani is on the pod for the first time. Jake, say what's up to the Lockdown listeners. Hey, what's up, Lockdown listeners? Thanks for having me on here. Yeah, the first time talking to Jake, we're going to be talking, of course, a little D-backs Brewers. Brewers in a better place than the D-backs right now. We're actually recording this was a six well, uh, I'm in PST. Jake's out there in Central Time, but here on the West Coast, 6:32. Right now, it's top of the six, six three Brewers. It's not looking too good, Jake. I mean, my guy John Duplantier. It's only like his fifth career start. I think it's either his fifth or sixth, and uh, he got rocked a little bit. He got rocked a little <laughs> bit. Gave up three home runs, five earned runs in total. Made it four innings. He's got 9.35 ERA now on the season, just through two starts. Uh, it wasn't the best outing for uh, my guy today. Uh, what, what are some thoughts you have on today's game? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sorry to say it to you, but this Brewers offense has not been very good, and they they kind of uh, taking advantage here uh, of Duplantier. So. Uh, yeah, good to see Yelich get going too and got a home run. So, uh, but I mean, the Diamondbacks, you know, they fought back as well. I mean, they, after falling down four nothing, got those three runs, got right back in the game. Uh, the Brewers tacked on a couple more here. So, kind of back and forth offensive game uh, so far, which is good for the Brewers. They need to get that offense going. Uh, obviously, Brett Anderson on the mound is probably the, the fifth starter for the Brewers. So, you expect him to, to give up a couple there. Uh, so, good to see the offense pick him up and scored, scoring some runs in this one. Yeah, and for the D-backs, you know, our guy Carson Kelly, who we're trying to get in that all-star game, I believe. He has the second-best OPS among all catchers. The dude has 25 walks to 27 strikeouts on the year, so he's having a phenomenal season. So we are – I know the ballots, I think, are live today for the all-star game. So go out there, go vote your guys, go vote Carson Kelly. But based off this game, I mean, there's definitely no pitchers I'm voting for from the D-backs. I mean, their bullpen is awful. They're starting – rotation is awful and i believe they placed mass and bumgarner on the 10 day injured list today so i think that's now four starters in the rotation out and that you're not going to win many ball games if four of your five members of your rotation are not pitching so uh d-backs are definitely in a hole right now their their season's not going the 
the way they wanted to. But Jake, I want to ask you, how do you think your season is going? You guys are three games above 500. I know you got some offensive struggles, but still to be having a winning record and still fighting for, you know, your division, I feel like it has to at least be, you know, fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. And it's been kind of an up and down stretch too, right? Because the Brewers got on a really good hot streak to begin the season. I think they were they were 17 and 10 uh, at their highest mark there to begin the year and then went on a brutal uh, losing streak. Uh, fell by a low 500, then kind of been hovering there and then had a, a recent uh, five-game winning streak uh, to get them back up over the hump. So uh, a little bit of a roller coaster ride. Like I said, the offense has really had its struggles at time, but the pitching's pretty much been there all year, and that's what's carried this team. So, uh, I mean, uh, all in all, uh, you know, going into the season, you'd have told me, you know, we'd be three games over 500 at this point in the year, you know, within striking distance in the division, uh, probably would have taken that. So certainly happy with with where they are right now. But uh, with the way things started, you would have hoped they, they'd be in a little bit better spot. But Again, all in all, uh, not a bad start to the season for the Brewers and happy with where, where they are right now because I think they can only improve and get better. Yeah, it's been the exact opposite for the D-backs. I mean, to start the year, they were pretty solid. On May 2nd, the D-backs were 15 and 13, I believe, two games above 500. I was going crazy in our MLB group chat, hyping up the D-backs. They beat the Padres <laughs> in one series. I was like, the D-backs are coming for the division and – then the bottom fell out, and I believe they won, I think, two of their last 17, something crazy like that. At one point, they were swept in like four straight series. It was getting pretty pretty grim there for the D-backs. Had like a 13-game losing streak at, as well. I called it that day that the losing streak was going to end at 13. I said that before the game started, so I'd like to say I'm an oracle pat on the back to me. <laughs> but on the mound tomorrow, we got Matt Peacock versus Freddie Peralta. Matt Peacock, uh, I believe he struggled in his last outing. Let me double check that. But he's been up and down on the season. He's been serviceable. I mean, this was a guy who had a pretty weird come up. I mean, he quit baseball for a little bit and then came back into it uh, a little bit later in his life. And now he, he's, he, he's like a fixture in the rotation because as we were talking, I mean, Bumgarner on the injured list now, like a, a guy like Matt Peacock absolutely needs to step up for this D-backs team if they want to have any chance at competing this season. And Peacock actually was good in his last start. Six innings, two earned runs. I only given up three earned runs in the last 11 innings pitch. So hmm, maybe Peacock is on a little bit of a hot streak. But uh, on the other side of the mound, we got Freddie Peralta going for the Brewers. And I was just looking at his career numbers. It looks like this is the best season in Freddie Peralta's career. No relation to David Peralta, I believe. But Freddie Peralta on the season, 238 ERA. Uh, he was solid in 2020, a 399, but wasn't the guy we're seeing this year. Uh, is this the breakout season for Freddie Peralta? What have you seen from him as the Brewers guy? Jake and I will talk a little Freddie Peralta, but first... With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts your car will ever need a traditional chain storefront. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. And the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. 
Did you guys know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? They have coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's a flavor for everyone. And Built Bars, not only are they great tasting, but they're also healthy too. I'm a health conscious guy and Built Bar tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calorie, low in sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber. So it's great for that keto diet. If you go to BuiltBar.com right now, they reset their promo code for this relaunch if you use promo code lock 15 you can get 15 percent off your first order promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at builtbar.com all right all right all right let's get back to the pod yeah, absolutely. Freddy Peralta is in the midst of a, a breakout season. You could kind of see it coming. They moved him to the bullpen last year. He was a struggling starter when he first came up. They moved him to the bullpen last year, and he was lights out in that role, seemed to have kind of figured some things out. Uh, he came into spring training kind of, you know, they had decided whether or not they were going to keep him as a reliever, as a starter, uh, but he looked so good in spring training. They gave him the fifth starter job, and he hasn't looked back since. He's been absolutely uh, brilliant going into the year. Uh, I mean, he has, you know, wipeout stuff. Uh, so, I mean, he's really fun to watch. Really good, young, up-and-coming pitcher, uh, which the Brewers have in spades at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, really good stuff from Freddie P. The only thing with him is sometimes uh, he, he can get a little erratic and get those, mm. that pitch, pitch count up um, and, and get out of games early. It's not necessarily that he gives up a lot of runs just because his stuff's so good that even when he's erratic, you know, he's he could still, you know, get hitters out and get them off their game. It's just that the pitch count gets driven up and sometimes, you know, he won't get through five innings. So that's the only thing with him that really holds him back. But other than that, I mean, he's been, been really good for the Brewers this year. And, and yeah, I do think it's going to be a breakout season for him. Yeah. 13.2 strikeouts per nine. That's absolutely devastating from your starter only 25 years old too. So it seems like a legit building block. What do you think his ceiling is? Do you look at him as a potential number one or do you see him more in that two, three kind of mold? I see more in the two, three kind of old, mainly because of what I just mentioned. Uh, the fact he's not really able to go deep in games a lot. I mean, that could certainly change as he matures. Like you said, he's only 25. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I probably see him sticking in that two to three uh, type slot in the rotation. Yeah, but one other guy in your rotation who we're going to see uh, end the series in game three, who's going to be the box end to this series, the bookend, not the box end. That is Corbin Burns. And there's been a lot of talk about him this season because what? He had some crazy streak to begin the year. What was it, like 50 innings before he drew or walk? I, I bet you probably have it yeah. off the top of your head. Yeah, I think it was like four, maybe 49 or something. Yeah, crazy like that. It was around 50. Uh, but yeah, he, he's been absurd to start the year. He's kind of another breakout candidate, right, too. I mean, he, he had a really good 2020, but obviously it was a short sample size. Everybody wanted to see if he could come back and do it again. And and he has. He's been uh, really good. He had a stint on the COVID list for about two weeks uh, a month or so ago. And so uh, he hasn't been quite as sharp since coming back from that, but still obviously really good. Uh, for the Brewers, uh, just lights out. Really fun pitcher of the water. I mean, he's, he to me, he's the uh, most entertaining player on this Brewers team, and that includes Christian Yelich. Um, mm. I, I just think I just think Burns is so fun to watch with that cutter, the way that he can uh, dot it on both sides of the plate. Uh, just really, really exciting pitcher uh, to see on the mound. 
Yeah, and the rotation definitely seems like the strength of this Brewers team. I mean, Peralta and Corbin Burns, both sub 2-5 ERAs. Brandon Woodrow for 1-2-7 ERA. I mean, you guys got some crazy ERAs in this rotation. Adrian Hauser just quietly at 3-8-6. I mean, how do you compare this rotation to others in your division in the National League? Do you think this is one of the top-tier rotations we have going right now in the National League, or do you see it more in that middle of the pack? No, I definitely think it's one of the better rotations, top, at least top five, if not top three. Mm. When you look at those 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 three guys and Woodruff, Burns, and Peralta, I mean, they all have an ERA of two three eight or lower. Uh, I think Brandon Woodruff gets overlooked a lot nationally for whatever reason. I don't know what, but he's been really good in his career, and I think this year he's kind of taken it to the next level a little bit. So uh, I predicted before the year, my bold prediction was that the Brewers would have two guys finish in the top 10 of the Cy Young thinking that Woodruff and uh, Burns would, would break out. But uh, with the way Peralta's pitching, they may have three Cy Young candidates uh, in finishing the top 10. So I do think it's legit. I think the rotation's for real. And I think they, they will be one of the best, if not the best starting rotation in all of baseball this year. Yeah. Looking at Woodrow's numbers, I mean, uh, among qualified pitchers, because I don't think DeGrom counts as a qualified pitcher right now, it's saying Woodrow leads the National League in ERA, leads the National League in ERA plus, FIP, whip, hits per nine, home runs per nine. I mean, that's pretty nasty stuff. So you're definitely right. I, I did not know that until I looked at the stats literally 10 seconds ago. So it definitely seems he needs to get more shine nationally. I mean, uh, about a 3-3 ERA the last three seasons prior to this year. I mean, those are some real phenomenal numbers. Uh, All-star back in 2019. So maybe they do need to put some more shine and some more respect on Woodrow's name. But I want to know about Josh Hader and how do you view him? Because I think we all view Josh Hader as, you know, one of the best closers in baseball, no doubt. But if you had to take your bias out of it, because of course you're the Brewers guy, do you think he's the best closer in baseball? Because I'll just throw out a few names just so just to jog the memory a little bit. We got Mark Melanson. He's been killing it this year. Leads the entire major league baseball and saves with 17 Alex Reyes of the Cardinals has really come up out of nowhere, but 16 saves 0.62 ERA. Craig Kimbrell seems to be back and he looks elite. Once again, Liam Hendricks as well. He's been a stud. So where do you rank Josh Hader among all closers right now? Yeah. It's going to be hard to take bias out of this one because obviously watch Hader, but I, I had this conversation with somebody the other day. Mm-hmm. I think he's still the best reliever in all of baseball. And I think he could be getting even better. He has introduced a changeup into the mix. Now I know he's flirted with it at times in the past, but he's started to go to it a little bit more this year. And it just makes him even more devastating. I definitely think he's the most dominating reliever in baseball right now. I mean, when you think about it with his upper nineties fastball, that wipeout slider, and now he's uh, throwing that mixing that change up in there. It just makes him filthy. So uh, again, with him, the only thing that ever plagues him is command. You know, sometimes it gets away from him a little bit. He can walk some guys, but I mean, other than that, I mean, this guy, he's dominant and has been for a while. Now they council has moved him to strictly a ninth inning guy now to try to limit his workload because mm. he has been overworked a little bit in the past. Um, I don't know that I necessarily agree with that, but I think for the regular season, it's probably the right move. If we, you know, the Brewers, Brewers got into a playoff situation, uh, I would imagine he'd go back to being kind of a multi-inning guy. Uh, but he's just that good, but he does seem to be a little bit more fresh now with council, just using him in that ninth inning role. And yeah, he looks, he looks dominant as ever for me. 
Jake and I will talk a little Christian Yelich, but first, I want to talk to you guys about BetOnline because BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Let's get back to the pod. Yeah, and just, I think, coming off that 2020 season, uh, I not pitching a lot for, you know, everyone in Major League Baseball. I think managers just want to be a little bit more cautious this year because that's been kind of the mold that the D-backs have been doing too. They came into the season saying studs like Zach Gallen were going to be on an innings limit just because they didn't pitch a lot in 2020 and didn't want to overwork them in 2021. So I think a lot of different managers are taking that philosophy and approach as we head into this season or we're already in this season. And Josh Hader, I mean, looking at the numbers, two-time All-Star, And his walk rate is down this season, only 3.3 walks per nine. That did seem to be a big struggle for him in 2020, maybe a reason why he had a year rate almost four last season, but a career strikeouts per nine of 15.3. I mean, that's absolutely insane and straight up dominant, honestly. But for as good as the pitching has been for the Brewers this season, doesn't seem like the offense is on the same level because I was looking at the offensive ranks today, Jake. Uh, The Brewers were dead last in average, second worst OPS, and 11th most runs scored in the National League. Uh, What's up with the offense, man? How are they three games above 500 with an offense like that? Yeah, well, it's because of that pitching because they don't have to score much. But yeah, the offense has been hard to watch this year. That's that's saying it nicely. Uh, and part of that is because Yelich has had some injury issues this year. He's been out for a while now. Um, that's why I said, you know, it's good to see him get this home run tonight. He, I think he's got a couple home runs now in the last couple of weeks um, after not getting a home run after for a month into the season, uh, again, being on the IL. So not having him in the middle of that lineup just completely changes this offense um, because he's the key guy in there. Everybody kind of feeds off of him. And part of that too is Kesson Hira. The Brewers were hoping he was going to have a bounce back year, be a 30 plus home run bat in the middle of the lineup. And he's just been awful. They've already sent him down to triple a once mm. uh, and called him back up. And it looks like he could be going back down to triple a again. Cause he still looks completely lost at the plate. So those were, I was supposed to be their three and four hitter in the lineup and uh, you know, Yelich not being there a lot and Keston struggling. I mean, they they got guys like Daniel Vogel back hitting second. They've had guys like Tyrone Taylor hitting third in the lineup, uh, Travis Shaw <laughs> that they're trying to get key contributions from. So it's been a real struggle um, looking at the bright side of things. Colton Wong has been the one positive for this on a uh, lineup mm-hmm. and the one consistent performer there. Uh, so he's he's been really good. Omar Narvaez, the catcher, has been really good offensively as well. Um, uh, but other than that, I mean, they're just there hasn't been enough consistency from this offense. Not enough players stepping up. Uh, but they've had the pitching that has bailed them out because they haven't had to score too many runs. 
Yeah, and Colton Wong, I always talk about my fantasy team on here. Uh, he was someone I drafted late in fantasy, and he, you know, to start the year, I didn't think he was giving me much value, so I had to send, send him to the waiver wire. So hopefully that doesn't come back to bite me. But Christian Yelich, I mean, when he first got to, to the Brewers, those first two years in Milwaukee, I mean, he looked like the best player in baseball. His numbers were absolutely insane, but in 2020, they took a dip, and then 2021, you mentioned injuries, and he hasn't gone off to a hot start. Hey, do you think he's looked different at the plate, or was it just, you know, 2020 was a weird year. I You know, for Ketel Marte, he had an awful season. I threw away his 2020. Escobar threw that away. Do you think he's going to have a bounce back here in 2021 pretty soon? Yeah, I've gone on record several times now saying after 2020 numbers out the window because mm-hmm. players didn't get the normal buildup you know, to the season that they would, they would get, it's such a short sample size. You know, if you don't get out to a hot start, then you're trying desperately to to catch up and you don't have much time to do it. So I throw 2020 numbers out the window for the most part, but I am concerned about Yelich and it's mainly because of the injury that keeps popping up. It's his back. And uh, you know, that's something that's not just going to go away. It's something that's going to continue to, to ail him and, and pop up every now and then. Uh, the Brewers were really cautious about bringing him back because uh, they weren't sure how he was going to respond. So uh, it does make me a little little nervous about him going forward. I mean, when he's in the lineup and feeling good, yes, I think he's going to give you that MVP level production. He's just that good of a player. Uh, the only thing that really concerns me is this back injury and whether it's going to continue to creep up on him and he's going to have to continue to miss time here and there. Yeah, and he seems to have some, you know, injury history, even though he hasn't missed a lot of games in his career, it does seem he does get nicked up every now and then. But looking at the rest of your lineup, it looks like Omar Navarro has been pretty good for you guys this year. And, you know, I was talking about Carson Kelly making the all-star team. Do you think Omar Navarro has a pretty good track to making the all-star game for the Brewers? I mean, the catcher position is low-key pretty tough right now. I mentioned Carson Kelly and then Buster Posey. He's been on a tear to start the season. So how, what do you think the chances are of Navarro to make the all-star team? Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he has a chance. I, I don't think he will. Uh, he's, again, the Brewers at one point had 16 players on the IL, and he was he was mm-hmm. one of them that, that's missed some time. So, uh, you know, he, he's missed a good stretch there. But he, he, he was huge for the Brewers, especially early on with Yelich out and the, the offense struggling. He was the one guy that was uh, racking up the hits and getting big hits. So he's been huge. He's another guy. 2020 had terrible numbers. Um, but again, you throw that out the window and he's come back and been the guy that he was with when he was with the Mariners, uh, which is a really, really good, um, really good major league hitter. So he's been huge. I don't know that he'll get the votes to make an all-star team or anything, but uh, he's certainly been one of the, the few bright spots on offense for the Brewers this year. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Dimebacks podcast. Remember, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Braskowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast 